Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I have been attempting to break my habitual people-pleasing tendencies for the past few years, and it's been a really enlightening process, to say the least. Historically, women have been socialized to prioritize the needs of others as a way of being a caretaker or more nurturing. And between societal expectations and my personal aversion to conflict— I am proud of the work I've done to break myself from the chains of people-pleasing, and I've noticed how much more time it's afforded me. Even though I used to have a hard time saying no, I no longer say yes to everything, and I can't tell you the last time I was burnt out from my overcommitments, which is exciting. I've also noticed how much I was apologizing for things that did not even require apologies. It was almost habitual just saying sorry anytime someone looked at me, or I felt like I was being perceived. I wanted people to like me more than I wanted to like myself, so I often sacrificed my personal values in order to make other people more comfortable. For instance, I've been a vegetarian since I was 18 years old, I'm now 35, and I can't tell you how many barbecue places I've sat and not eaten at because that's what someone else wanted, despite there being plenty of places who had barbecue and things for me to eat. But not speaking up for myself was a really easy way to avoid any type of conflict or potential dislike. 
Though, not that I'm older, I realized people won't dislike you for having opinions. In fact, they're going to like you more for making decisions and being authentic. Really, that's the number one. And the thing that really got me over my people-pleasing tendencies was realizing how manipulative people-pleasing can be. Because I'm not acting in the interest of my own well-being, I'm trying to control how other people perceive me and act towards me. By attempting to control other people's actions through my own, I was manipulating them. I've done it with partners to gain approval or affection. I've done it with friends to avoid conflict or their disappointment. And I've done it to everyone else in my life by constantly being available and willing to do anything to make them happy. These tendencies, unbeknownst to me, were making a very faulty power dynamic that was not healthy for me. And it also made it hard for me to show up for myself when I really had to because it was surprising behavior that seemed inauthentic suddenly if I needed to prioritize my own well-being. But obviously, when I was people-pleasing, it wasn't to be intentionally manipulative. In fact, I was being manipulative to myself, too, by being dishonest with what I needed or wanted. Instead, I just dissociated and didn't want or need anything, especially when other people were around, because why would I voice what I needed when so many valid other things could become the priority? And as much as I do hate highlighting white voices on critical race theory, she does make some points that I think are really important for every specifically white person to hear, but anyone else who struggles with people-pleasing also. In her book, White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism, D'Angelo discusses the difference between kindness and niceness. And I've done an episode in the past on this, breaking down the difficulty that can come with being authentic and kind rather than just smoothing things over and being, quote unquote, the nice guy. But D'Angelo goes one step further to talk about how niceness can actually be counterproductive. By being nice, quote unquote, we're preventing meaningful conversations and perpetuating the status quo. We're avoiding the difficult shit, which means it will never get fixed. We have to be willing to get uncomfortable in order to grow, because it can be, frankly, really uncomfortable to even address that we have a problem. So if we're not comfortable there, we have to start with that. And I know I've said it before, but when we're trying to avoid being nice and we're prioritizing being kind, the number one way to do this is to check in with your intentions. Ask yourself why you're doing the thing. Is it because you genuinely care about their well-being or because you want them to like you. Because if you only didn't say no because you didn't want to feel like a jerk, maybe it's time to reevaluate your motivations and see if you can align them or redistribute your no's to be more reflective of what you actually want and need. Setting limits and prioritizing your well-being is not selfish or unkind. It's essential. That's why often we say kindness is demonstrated through our actions and not just the way we speak to each other. It's really about how we make people feel. And as I continue practicing being kind over nice, I'm realizing how pervasive the mask and performance I was putting on every day was. And I can't stress enough just how manipulative it feels now, even though that never crossed my mind in the moment. But the best thing I've noticed is it's weeded out all the people who were takers in what I call emotional leeches. And now I only make time and have time for the people who genuinely fill me up and who I like to fill up their cups back because it does not feel like an obligation, but because I want to see them succeeding and doing well. It's also making me realize how many of my past relationships were built on a false sense of who I was and what I needed to be a friend, both in giving and taking. 
So not only is this really revelatory on how I feel about the way I was behaving, but it's also revelatory on who my friends really were the whole time. But what I think is most important is how little I overcommit myself now, how much I've registered what my real energy levels are and what I'm genuinely capable of and not gone above that just to satisfy what I think I should be doing. The shoulds are taking a backseat to my wants, and I'm really appreciating how much happier I am overall, simply because I made that subtle change. I say subtle and I've been practicing for like four years, but you get it. (laughs) Anyway, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com